Hello and welcome. You are listening to Gay with God, a safe place for us to share our stories and support one another. How long did we know? What challenges did we face? Did we lose our faith? When did we find our way back home? Are we still searching? The stories you hear in this podcast will melt your heart and can strengthen your belief that in God, all things are possible. And you can be authentically gay with God. I am your host, Midge Noble, and I am very honored that you are here. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Gay With God podcast. I'm so excited that you keep coming back and that you're following the podcast and that you're sharing and liking it and reviewing it. As always, I want you to remember that the more visibility we have, the more validity we have. And we want to make sure that people understand that we're here and that we are living our lives and contributing to our um, our homes and our communities. And I want us to feel as if we always should have felt, which is that we are one of everybody. We are, um, you know, just part of the community people. So let's keep sharing this podcast and getting it out there. Today, I have a a wonderful guest. I'm so excited to bring her on. I actually got to hug her when I went to the Wild Goose Festival. So uh, it was so nice to see her there and, and knowing that she is there and the people that love us are there is just always such a, a heartwarming thing. So today I welcome Sarah Cunningham. She is an author, activist, and founder of the nonprofit organization Free Mom Hugs. Her journey is a surprising one that began in conservative Oklahoma when her son Parker came out as gay. As a woman of faith, Sarah wrestled with the news until she began to study, research, and reconcile the two worlds. This journey resulted in her book, How We Sleep at Night. She found herself on a journey from the church to the pride parade, falling in love with the LGBTQIA plus community in the wake of beautiful glitter covered hugs and heartwarming horror stories. The mission of free mom hugs began simple acts of love and acceptance turned into a viral sensation and Sarah knew she had the opportunity to lead impactful change. Free Mom Hugs is now a movement across the country and the world. Sarah goes beyond the hug to educate and advocate organizations of all types, including schools and businesses, striving for safe and protected spaces. She has appeared many times with her son, Parker, on the Today Show, the RuPaul Show, and spoke at the 2019 GLAAD Awards. She also has many featured I'm sorry, she has also been featured in many national publications, including the Washington Post, Women's Day Magazine, and People Magazine. Sarah is currently in partnership with Jamie Lee Curtis, one of my favorites, who has purchased the rights to her book and will release a movie based on her story. Sarah's passion is to change the perspective of the outside world toward this beautiful part of our community so that we are as a, that we as a society not only learn to affirm, but more importantly, celebrate. Her goal is to help parents and children have authentic relationships and understanding for each other, using her own experience and education as a guide. Sarah is passionate about connecting with faith civic and business leaders in efforts to make the world a kinder, safer place for our LGBTQIA family. She is gifted at inspiring others to join her in this movement that is sweeping the nation 
and the world. And oh my gosh, I am so oh glad gosh. you're here, Sarah. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you. I tell you what, that bio just says it all. We can just go home now. Well, we see, and, and I, <laughs> I hesitated reading the whole thing, but this is what I want to do <sighs> is I want to take this beautiful bio and this amazing story of yours. And, and let's just tell you know, my peeps that, you know, there are moms out there that do it right, that you struggle, you search and you stay in love. And, you know, some of us, oh my God, we just didn't have that. We didn't have that as an experience. So tell me from, from that experience, because I'm Mm -hmm. sure that, you know, you, you had to learn about homosexuality from a whole different perspective and that's through the eyes of your own child. So Mm -hmm. tell me, let's go back there and tell me what that was like for you. Well, um, you know, Parker, I have two children, Parker and Travis, they're four years apart. Parker is our youngest. And uh, we raised our children in a uh, evangelical conservative church. We served there for the better part of 20 years. Anytime the church doors were open, we were there. Uh, We taught our children the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, I loved uh, fellowship, fellowship of believers, learning about the scriptures, I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit um, and um, all of those things, wonderful things. And I don't want to discredit or take away from any of that while we're sharing our story here. Mm -hmm. But our youngest son, Parker, he tried to come out as he tried to have conversations with me um, his whole life, really. But I've manipulated the conversation or I thought it was just a phase. Mm -hmm. And then finally, when... uh, Parker turned 21, he met someone and he said, mom, I really need you to be okay about this. Mm. I want you in every area of my life, but how much of that is up to you? And uh, I didn't take the news very well at all. I acted in ways and I said some things that I regret even today. Mm. And, uh, but I say this all the time, but when Parker came out of his closet, I had to go into mine. Mm. And I thought I was the only mom in the world thinking that her kid was going to go to hell for being gay. I was frozen in that fear. Um, I didn't know where to look for resources. And uh, I really had to search, why do I believe what I believe? And how can a loving God condemn my son when my son knows God? You know, um, I just could not reconcile Mm -hmm. the condemnation that um, I felt was being heaved upon my son after he uh, came out as a gay man. So um, it was a journey from the church to the Pride Festival, and it did take getting educated, and that's finding um, faith-based resources uh, on the history of human sexuality, on science and evidence, but ultimately it was the testimony of gay Christians that allowed me to believe, number one, that it's not a sin to be gay, that I believe that someone being gay, and I use that term respectfully. When I say the word gay, I mean the acronym, LGBTQIA, Two-Spirit Plus and ongoing, because I appreciate the acronym. I've learned about it as an ally, and Mm -hmm. I have the utmost appreciation for it. But for time, we'll say gay. Yes. One of my friends refers uh, to that as the... letter mafia or something like that because, <laughs> because it is quite yes. wordy and so yes we accept the fact that gay is all inclusive yes yes, yes. um but to simplify it and it sometimes mm-hmm. it just depends on who i'm speaking with if sure. i'm addressing you sure. know the community uh, i just try to respect that but at any rate um 
but I found moms like me in a private online Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And at the time there were 250 moms. This is in 2014. There were 250 moms in the group and we all felt like we were alienated from our families, from our church homes, from many parts of society as we became educated. We, as we found our voice in advocating, as we um, came to a point of not only tolerating and accepting, but celebrating our children, all of everything changes in our life. Like you uh, shared with me previously, when you come to a realization and uh, it's, it's just like I was accountable to what I was learning and it mm -hmm. changed everything. Mm -hmm. And it was a very difficult time. It was devastating, losing a sense of community uh, within the church family that we had oh, been yeah. to funerals and weddings oh, yeah. and served the community in and out and just really gone through some wonderful times and some hard times. Mm -hmm. And to lose that support, to lose that out of, um, well, quite frankly, out of ignorance because mm -hmm. they didn't know how to minister to each other. We didn't know how to minister to each other. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what I would have done to have a mom like me now yes. <laughs> talk to me, the mom like me then, yeah. it would have saved because it doesn't have to be a difficult, devastating time, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but fortunately now, you know, Parker and I have a, a relationship and um, I'm an advocate uh, accidentally by, you know, <laughs> by every sense of the word. Um, but I'm accountable to what I know. Just like at one time, um, Midge, I thought, if my son's going to hell for being gay, then I'm going to fight for him like my hair is on fire. And I prayed and I fasted and I burned the sage. Mm. And then as I became uh, more aware and um, not only academically, like the history and science and evidence, but uh, spiritually, like what does the Bible really say mm -hmm. about homosexuality? Mm -hmm. Because I needed to hear from someone who shared mm -hmm. my faith. Mm -hmm. It's all right to search the matter out because mm -hmm. when you do, guess what? You learn, you get educated. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, but being convinced in my spiritual walk, um, in what I believe, and then in a, in the, uh, in regards to humanity itself, mm -hmm. I'm accountable to those things. See? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And see, that's what I think a lot of Christians don't get is that they're, the accountability of our lives you know how many of us have completed a suicide attempt and whose whose blood are, are those hands on you know how how do you how do you rectify that in your soul when you've told somebody you're going to go to hell and you know there's no point there, no, there's nothing you can do if you're gay there's mm -hmm. no point you're going to hell and you know i, I really believe that it's based in fear for folks in the faith Absolutely. community you know i was raised in that kind of church where I was told that if you love the, you can love the sinner because you're called right. to love the sinner, but you have to hate the sin. You have to fight against the sin. You cannot agree with the sin or you're going to go to hell. Well, exactly. You know, no, I, I didn't want to go to hell. So of course, of course I had to, you know, push people away. And I pushed a dear friend away in high school that was gay and she came out to me and I'm like you know in my my most pious convicted I'm not going to hell voice I said I'm so sorry that I can't be friends with you anymore and that has followed mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. I'm so lucky that many many years later 
I, I've looked, oh. I looked and looked and looked for her and I couldn't find her and I couldn't find her. And then one day it's almost like divine intervention. We found each other and oh, uh, she was, great. she was dying of lung cancer, but she offered for me to come up to her home to visit. And she told me later, she said, I was scared to death for you to come because I have carried your words with me forever. And I was afraid that you would condemn me again. And I just, oh, my heart was just breaking. And I thought, what have I done? You know, what have I done? And so we had a wonderful visit. And at the end, she said, this may be the last time I see you. She said, but I'll remember it always because you, um, you've given me peace. I can Mm -hmm. die in peace, (laughs) but my God, you know, I, I was gay and I didn't even know it. And I, and I hurt her so badly and only by the grace of God was I given the gift of rectifying that before she passed Mm -hmm. and, um, doesn't take away from the pain I had for what I did, but, but I'm glad that she was at peace, but that's the, that's what you guys do is that you're able to take all your visibility and showing up at at all of the rallies and other places and you just don't go to pride rallies you guys are the heat you are going everywhere it's like how many of them are you i mean that's like you guys are everywhere and and sharing so much love and that's what it takes is for someone to be able to see real people in real time showing support that don't even know you i mean that is so amazing what you guys do so um so how going going back to to your story were you able to stay in relationship with your faith-based community no and we both tried not Mm -hmm. to take anything away from them you know them Mm -hmm. you know the fellowship there uh again we just didn't know how to minister to each other and we just ended up alienating alienating each other Mm -hmm as I became more affirming and celebrating, uh, and it goes back to what you said, we absorb this idea that one, if you're gay, you are going to hell. Mm -hmm. And two, if you approve or not, or, um, um, accept that Mm -hmm. you're going to hell too. Mm -hmm. So that's why there's such devastation in families because, you know, and you know, oftentimes the parents feel like they have to just separate the sin like Mm -hmm. love like you said which is the worst thing you could possibly say to anybody but um and i read or heard something somewhere i didn't say it but uh but it said there's no greater power than using someone's faith against them and you do that with the very best of intentions you know i shamed my son yeah. with the very best of intentions, thinking yeah. that I was really saving him from mm-hmm. the depths of hell. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're going to, mm-hmm. I mean, of course you would, of course you would. Yeah. And of course I did. And then, so that's something that would carry. And I'm so glad that you were able to reconcile with your friend because there's, there's life, mm-hmm. there's life. And that's, you know, we can talk about this all day, but it's the fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. When we uh, use shame Mm -hmm. to uh try to or use someone's faith against them that's shame that's Mm -hmm. guilt that's that's Mm -hmm. bad fruit Mm -hmm. and it kills and it destroys i believe that's the real sin Mm -hmm. is when we shame each other or shame ourselves Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but i'm so glad you were able to reconcile like i was with parker yes and um uh, there's so much information out there now to not have a better understanding, but the words that we use 
to express love or even, you know, just disappointment and especially from someone who you love, Mm -hmm. you know, when you, when you come out to someone, you're sharing the most tender, intimate parts of yourself, of who you are Mm -hmm. and to have to someone discredit that or disapprove of that, Mm -hmm. it, it would be devastating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially something you can't even change. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, and God knows some of us have tried many things (laughs) to change. We've done everything. And that's, you know, that's one of the, the things that, um, a previous guest Katrina had said in, in Mm -hmm. the interview is that, you know, everything was done. Every prayer was prayed. Every, every, you know, thing that was supposed to have been tried was tried. And at the end of the day, it didn't work. So, you know, when you keep praying and you're not getting any kind of response from God, if, if a Christian were to be asked that question, so what if you keep praying for something and God doesn't give it to you? And they would say, you're praying for the wrong thing. Well, surprise, you can't, <laughs> how do we say it? Pray the gay away. You can't do that. You yeah, can't it's do applicable it. except to, you know. Certain yeah, yes, yeah, so everybody else gets it, but yes. when you gay people can't have it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the beginning of my, you know, this journey, you know, oftentimes I would try to compare like, uh, well, you know, uh, gluttony or, you know, lying or jealousy, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't even agree with that at all. I don't believe homosexuality is a sin at all. Mm-hmm. I want to be very clear that I do believe that, uh, homosexuality is a gift from God to the world. And that when we can acknowledge and celebrate that in our families, the dynamic that, you know, our gay children bring to our family and to just have, um, you know, this part of history and our future celebrated, what a beautiful gift it is to the world. Mm-hmm. And um, so I want to be very clear that I don't believe there's any hint of sin or condemnation or lack or needing of fixing in any way. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I love that you said that because, you know, I was confused one time. I'm confused a lot of times about <laughs> the whole, the whole uh, Christian faith. And, um, and mm-hmm. I, I asked a priest one time um, that was able to, to be loving enough and, and answer all of my two hours worth of questions to make sure that he was mm-hmm. not just blowing smoke and really believed right. that I was not going to hell for being gay. And I asked him one time, I said, well, what about um, the trans community? you know, what, what do you think about the trans community? And he goes, you know what? He said, I'm, I still have lots of questions about a lot of things. He said, so what I'm about to say, you know, is not based in any kind of biblical truth, but this is what I believe that we are all created for a purpose. And he said, if a, if God decided to create someone that would later identify as trans, he said, doesn't that also open the door for us to learn more about compassion and mm. understanding and non-judgmentalness? Because it is something that a person like me, who's, you know, white and, and male and, you know, straight, he said, I don't understand that because I've not experienced that. I've never mm-hmm. felt that in my body, but am I called to judge or to be understanding and embracing he said, so, you know, I don't know the answer to why that happens in some people, but I believe that we are all here to either help promote growth in other people or to grow mm-hmm. ourselves. 
based on what we don't understand. And I thought, wow, I never would have thought of it that way, but you're right. That would be the gift you're talking about that, that it's a gift to be in, in conversation and community with someone that you have nothing in common with, but you're get, you're given the gift to share love. Even if you don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, speaking of the transgender community though, my son is not transgender. I do have a a huge heart for Mm -hmm. the community. I believe they're precious and, Mm -hmm. and misunderstood Mm -hmm. Uh, the most. In fact, there's more laws against the transgender community currently than ever have been in in the history of time. And, um, but I, I went to a meeting that I thought was for high schoolers and it turned out to be for the transgender adult community. And I'd never until that time been in the same room with a transgender person that I know of. Uh And I stayed and I listened to their stories. And Uh after that meeting was over, I cried hot tears in my Jeep because I thought these are beautiful people. Uh And, um, but you know, the dynamic of, um, I didn't even know in my forties, the difference between uh, sexual orientation and gender identity. I had Uh no idea there was a a different mm-hmm. thing, two different mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. no idea. Mm-hmm. And once I could learn that, that gender uh, identity and sexual orientation, for example, uh, I keep getting it mixed up. Gender identity is like, do you feel like a boy? Do you feel like a girl? Do you feel like neither one or maybe both? And that's mm-hmm. okay. Everybody has mm-hmm. a gender identity. And it changes on that spectrum, that LGBTQIA spectrum. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I love that because it helps people who are on that journey of self-discovery to look at that that um, acronym and to be able to say, that that's how I feel. That's that's me. Uh-huh. And to be able to, to acknowledge it and uh, have it uh, respected and celebrated. Uh-huh. Now, the sexual orientation, that's who do you want to be with? Who do you want to physically spend time with? Mm-hmm. That's orientation. And that helped me understand so much more. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, spending time with uh, doctors um, who um, treat the transgender community. Mm-hmm. And I think they're, they're a beautiful expression. And we're learning more and more about the two-spirit community, which is, again, a beautiful um, uh, orientation identity that's uh, specific to the... Um, Oh my gosh, words escape me, the indigenous community. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just fascinating to me, really. Yeah. And I don't know that we'll know everything on this side of heaven. Yeah. But I know that everyone's beautiful. And there's, there was a time in my life where uh, once I made the journey, uh, Mitch, I don't, there's no judgment. There's no condemnation. There's no comparing. I just see everyone in love. I see everyone Mm -hmm. as beautiful as they are. Mm. And there's no one greater than the other. And I could go to a drag show at one time where it would have offended me or I thought it was perverted. And now, again, I'm a crier, but I could cry hot tears because I see this beautiful expression of gender identity and sexual orientation. It's Mm -hmm. beautiful to me. Yeah. There's no perversion in it. So it's a, trust me, it's a beautiful place to be. Mm-hmm. And it's fruitful as it gives life. Mm-hmm. And, anyway. mm-hmm. and well, that's what I love about you. Uh, you know, I've, I've listened <laughs> to you. I've never, yeah, I met you that one time in person, but uh, we've, we know each other very little, but your, your light 
comes out before you even speak. I mean, you can just, <laughs> fit. I'm serious. You know, it's like, have you ever watched the, the movie? Um, see, I have a word thing too. Mm-hmm. Oh, poo. But it was this movie about that. There are no, com- uh, no coincidences. And it talked about how, when you really bring in all of the the spirit that you can see auras and you can, I mean, you can know things that you just have to start trusting that, oh, I don't feel like I should go there. I don't know why, but I'm going to go a different mm-hmm. way that it, all the synchronicity mm-hmm. and it was, it's so beautiful. And in part of that movie, this is why I'm telling you this part of that movie <laughs> is um, it showed how people were able to communicate with each other. And if you really stand back and you could get yourself in this like space where you could see somebody's energy, either taking over another person and it was a different color or or that they were also just kind of communicating and and sharing time with each other instead of one not trying to dominate the other Mm, and it was a beautiful beautiful. way yeah it was a beautiful way of showing how we show up in the world and how we can push people away by our energy or just and we don't even know it yeah we don't even know it but your energy even though I can't see auras um I really wish I could. It would, it would have saved me so many times, but um, I do too. I believe in it. I just don't have it, but, um, but I, I I, I guess you do. I certainly do. I sense, I sense your energy coming (laughs) and it's gentle and it's loving and embracing and, and people respond to that. And you've just got this way of, of just putting calm out there and just love. Thank you. So, so that when you were describing how you feel, it almost sounded to me like agape love, like you have Mm -hmm. the love of God and you were able to then not only gift that to your son, but you just continue to gift it to everybody that comes in your presence. And that's, that's a gift too. Well, you do. I, I, Mm -hmm. I can attest because I met you. <laughs> well, you know, I, I was asked this the other day, but my whole life, my entire life, I remember growing up, you know, with the neighborhood kids and, and you know, playing hide and seek. And just, I remember always wanting to include mm. somebody. Like we'd had so much fun and it was time to go in for the night. And I'd say, okay, we're going to see you tomorrow, right? You know, I just mm-hmm. wanted to include everyone. Mm-hmm. And even in my uh, young adulthood, I started helping with the youth. Anytime I experienced something good or gleaned something new in the word, I wanted to share that with as many people, you know, wouldn't you like when you experience something so good, or you taste something so good, mm-hmm. you want to share it. Yeah. And you want other people to know about it, whether it's, good news or, you know, mm-hmm. just playing ball on an open field, you know, well, that's the gospel, right? You're sharing the good news. And, <laughs> and we thought the gay community thought that the gospel didn't apply to us, you know, but uh, in my, in my upcoming memoir, I'm going to have a section on, um, you know, religion and, you know, the clobber mm-hmm. verses and stuff. And right. one chapter is going to be, well, what did Jesus say? And I think I'm just going to put a picture of a cricket. <laughs> I love that. I Just a love cricket that idea. on a page. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I people look for the cricket. <laughs> I could just see it right now. Yeah, me too. Cricket with the antennas <laughs> and the legs. And going, mm. <laughs> nothing. I think that's a great idea. Please do. I, do. I need to write that down. <laughs> Remind <laughs> me, okay, when I get close. What was that that I said? Yeah. Yeah, did we write that down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have I have a memoir that I didn't leave anything out. So I want to encourage you, go with your gut. 
Uh-huh. I took the, like the cuss words out and I put them in and I put them out. <laughs> but I thought I can't think of a better word. That's so right. they stayed in, right? Yeah. Um, but there's a, a chapter in my book, it's called What's in My Head. Ooh. And that's where I share the very inner, you know, spiritual part of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, I took that chapter out and I put it in and I took it out and finally I left it. And I thought, how can I leave that part of me mm-hmm. out when it's the very thing that I wrestled with? It's the very thing that saved, you know, mm-hmm. me from, you know, yeah, just dying a bitter old woman. But <laughs> never mind. <laughs> but you get the idea. And it's, being separated like, from your son. If you hadn't taken that journey, you would not yeah. have been able to be in relationship with Parker. No, not the way you are now. I would, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. And, and Parker would have been separated. About it. Yeah, because Parker would have been separated from you as well, you know. And right. and that's, you know, I'm so. I've so, already missed an entire adolescence of his life mm, through this. And, mm. you know, people say, well, would you do it all over again? I said, uh, I would change, of course, I would be affirming and celebrating, but I missed an entire adolescence of his life mm-hmm. and shamed him. But mm-hmm. anyway, I'm, I'm so glad I have him now. And um, yeah. Well, who is it that said that when we, when we know better, we do better? Was that Maya Angelou? Uh, I think Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so that it doesn't comfort us always because we're still heartfelt and we we don't like that we've hurt somebody ever but that's the grace that I have to give my family you know they really didn't know better and you know I didn't know better and things got ugly on both sides you know several times and um, yeah ask how are things now well um my dad passed um there were several reunions I was not allowed to go to because I wouldn't be, uh, I, I wouldn't lie. If I was going to tell people I was gay, I was not welcome mm-hmm. to come. So I missed mm-hmm. several reunions. And then before he died, he was going to have a reunion. And um, he told me that I was coming. And so I reminded him that I wasn't <laughs> because of what he told me. And he says, no, you're coming and you're bringing your family. And I said, okay. And then he died before the reunion happened. But, um, but that, that was just enough of a nugget to make me think that even though he probably still disagreed with me, he had gotten some in the, in his dying, you know, we knew he was dying, but um, he had gotten to some place of reconciliation with still wanting me to be a part of that. So so glad that you have those words. I I had those words to remember. And uh, my mom, I, 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 I've said to, before to people that I think that she vacillates between I'm still going to hell, but I love you anyway. And she mm-hmm. is, you know, she, she has always, n- not always the first, the, the first couple weeks and month was bad, but <laughs> my, my poor <laughs> wife. Now we were not, we were not married at the time, but I was the one that went to the store when she got the call from the mother. And it was like almost an hour of you're going to hell and why did you do this to her why did you turn her gay and she got all of that before I got back (laughs) and then I got I got it and then there was like silence nobody would speak to me for the longest Mm -hmm. time so you know it was really hard to get through that and and to see where it would all land but mama's you know she of course is in relationship with me and with with my wife and um you know we've had ups and downs with brothers and sisters but you Mm -hmm. know it's, it's not always comfortable, but it is, it is 
at least in relationship on some level. So, yeah, but it goes both ways. I I got some resources for (laughs) whatever you need, (laughs) whatever I need. I can hook you up, mama. (laughs) Yeah. Give her my number. We'll have a conversation. That's right. So, so tell me more about this mama bear. Where did mama bear come Uh from? (laughs) Well, it's been around a long time, long before me. Oh, okay. And, uh, oh yeah, I'm not the first mom to offer hugs at a pride festival by any means. And I'm not the first mom to stand in at a wedding Hmm. um, or be chosen, considered chosen family. Um, But I would say mama bear to me, when I say the word or think about mama bear, Mm -hmm. I think about, um, well, first and foremost, moms with gay kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, but there is a, that rem- remember the private online Facebook group that I mentioned earlier with mm-hmm. 250 moms. Mm-hmm. Well, the facilitator of that group, my very dear friend, Liz Dyer, she'd make a great guest. Um, but she founded that group, uh, because she has a gay son and, uh, she wanted to hear, you know, offer a space for moms to gather, to find the resources that they need and to gain support. And uh, for example, when I first joined that group, I remember a mother coming online, you know, and she said, I just heard the words, mom, I'm gay. And I don't even know how to breathe anymore. I don't even know how to pray right now. Mm -hmm. And all the moms, 250 moms, (laughs) load up on that thread and say, then you don't. You let us breathe and you let us pray for you. And you're going to get through this. Yeah, that's when I realized what a, you know, significant support. Mm -hmm. And you can put out all your fears and anxiety in that group rather than on your kids. Mm -hmm. And you have, all, of course, all the resources and you find your voice and you begin advocating at the water cooler and changing the conversation at holiday dinners you know, um, and advocating that's mm-hmm. the, a mama bear yeah. and my friend Liz, um, she, they now have 80,000 members in that group. 80,000. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. And we all, we all started with the same story and we all found support resources and got educated. And then we find our voice. So it's moms, the mama bears who I believe are going to, are making a change in the world. Yes. Because moms learn from other moms and moms aren't going to put up with it. Yeah. Moms are not, you know, it's just, I used to think that bridging the gap between the church and the gay community was the answer, mm. but I don't think that's possible. I say that with the non-affirming conservative evangelical yes. church. Yes. Um, but I don't, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Mm-mm. I think it'll be moms, allies, the community yeah. rising up and saying, no, yeah. you're not going to take my faith. I'm reclaiming my faith. I'm reclaiming my family and I'm reclaiming this community mm-hmm. and to celebrate it. So That's tell me, tell me what, um, see, and I, I'm, I'm glad you told me that. I'm glad I asked that question. Cause I thought you coined it. <laughs> I thought that no, was, I wish I did. I thought that was a Sarah <laughs> thing. <laughs> no, I wish I did. Well, it's awesome though. Um, so, so tell me what your faith is like now. It's stronger, uh, more profound. I experience God and uh, what I, I believe the Holy Spirit to a much greater degree than I ever thought possible because, you know, I was, I was rapture ready, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then when, when 
the beginning of that journey, it took a while before I could really pick up my, my Bible again, my devotional, or even listen to Christian music, which mm -hmm. was a constant in my life. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. uh, one of the preachers that I greatly admire, uh, the last time that I listened to him, and I, I listened to him for like almost 20 years, but he equated homosexuality to bestiality mm -hmm. and perversion. And I thought, that's not my son. That's mm -hmm. not my son. Mm -hmm. And that was the last time I listened to that particular person. Mm -hmm. But all that to say, um, I think the only difference now is that we, we don't go to church Sunday morning and Wednesday evening. You know, we don't mm -hmm. have fellowship at our home. I don't mm -hmm. see any of the congregation and until their kids come out, mm -hmm. then suddenly they want to go have coffee and that's fine. That's fine. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We'll see that. That's okay that that aura that i was talking about that's that's how that's how your mission is now it's like you're you're a missionary to the people who know where you are mm -hmm. and your door is open no matter what they've done in the past right. your door is open because you're coming from that agape love place and they know that they're welcome you you mm -hmm. have that welcoming spirit well if they're calling you oh my gosh that's well, it's when when someone they love yeah yeah comes yep. out but, yep. you know, the, I tried to, in the beginning, I tried a lot of different projects, mm -hmm. like uh, together at the table where I would get my non-affirming friends of 20 mm -hmm. years together with the members of the community that I was meeting. Mm -hmm. And I would try to get them together at the table and try to, again, bridge that gap. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? I couldn't get anybody, you know, from my 20 years of service, I couldn't yep. get anybody to come to the table. Yeah. And so uh, uh, there was a time that I just kept trying to create this space for both mm -hmm. until uh, one day we were as a small group we were at um, the gay days at our baseball field. Um, we have a baseball team. They had gay days, okay? Beautiful summer night, me and a couple other moms, we take our free mom hugs banner, we go down to the baseball field and you know, there's beautiful kids walking around with their pride flags on and having a grand time. With, Guess what? Not everybody got the memo that it was gay days that <laughs> night. Yeah. So we're just, you know, pouring into the community there and I see, and I call them scoffers and I see these people over to the side and they're scoffing, they're grout, you know, they're like got making faces and so disgusted. Um, and before I would have probably gone over and tried to have a conversation with them. But in that moment, it's like the Holy spirit said, you know what, Sarah, you are not here for them. You're here for the community. You stay focused on what you came here for mm. and don't let that distract you. Mm. Not to condemn those people right. because in their fear and ignorance, I know that I've been there, done that, yeah. but I've seen much more fruit when by pouring into the community and their yeah. parents who want to have authentic relationships. So yeah. that has been the purpose of Free Mom Hugs to pour into the community. And it's been a lot more fruitful. Yeah. So um, forgive my ignorance, but do, do you guys, I know that you're there for the parents. Do you have events and things for the, for the community, the gay community, or is it, I mean, I know you go yes. and hug and, but tell me about the, the actual yeah. ways that you go into the community. Um, well, the only um, requirement that we have for our volunteers and chapter leaders are that they are fully affirming. And that means that they will celebrate the community and honor same-sex marriages holy. 
If you don't agree with that, then you're not going to be a volunteer with Free Mom mm-hmm. Hugs. Mm-hmm. And we only require that our chapters go to a pride festival. That's how it all began. And then before you know it, you'll be showing up at the second chance prom or, um, you know, helping out with the pride board. And then soon you start creating events yourself, you know, as a chapter, as a group. And that might be a transgender Valentine's banquet or, um, and we just formed groups in every chapter and then COVID came. So now we have national pride rides where we uh, decorate our cars um, nationally, all the chapters get together on the same day or around the same weekend, around the same time. And we decorate our cars and we go through, we drive through the gay district. So we just remind the community that we're here and we are still celebrating you and we're not going anywhere. And then care packages. So we've had to get creative since COVID, mm-hmm. uh, but we do look forward to a time that we can get back out there. Yeah. Yeah. But we're happy to, we want to plan events that the parents can come to mm-hmm. and t- certainly to the community and um, just look forward to a day when we can plan in-person events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah. It's, it's been a, it's been a hit to, to everybody. You know, mm-hmm. I, I said one time that, um, that, you know, it took me 30 years to come out. It took me almost that long to be able to get back to a church and really feel like, you know, that I was worthy to be there. And then my priest gets sick. (laughs) And I said, oh, my God, did I cause this because I went back to church? (laughs) I mean, he's still I mean, he he has to have a liver liver transplant. He's not just sick. He's he's in trouble, Um, but he's he's very resilient and he's young. But I mean, that's that's how the that's how that inner homophobia, you know, kind of sticks sometimes. It's yes. like, if oh, you've ever dear. told that you're not worthy and that, that you are toxic, you know, to, to finally get my butt back in a pew. And then the priest comes down with cancer and needs a liver transplant. It's like, uh Oh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. No so, way. but, but I say that because it's with you guys continuing to validate for us that, that we are worthy and that we are okay, you know, for when those other things come up and they trigger us and, you know, people can be doing well. And then there's that trigger, you know, something happens around the holidays or you can't go home for the holidays or, you know, you can't go to reunions or whatever it is, you know, you can be vibrating really on a high. I love myself. I'm gay. I'm proud and everything's great. And then an election happens Mm. and all of your rights are taken away again. I cannot even tell you how, how angry I was for four years that every, it's like, we're waiting for what administration to make it forever and that you can't vote our rights away again, you know? So that's hard on the community that you guys bring to life. Oh yeah. It's just, um, beyond, uh, frustrating. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, at, after the election, and you know which one we're talking about. Yes, but, I do. <laughs> um, I just, I started hearing great fear and anxiety from the private group of moms saying, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, where can we live where it's safe with our kids? And then you have the community who are saying, are we going to be okay? And uh, you should, a mother should never have to worry about whether her yeah. child's going to get fair housing, health care, yep. yep. or be denied service in a public space for who they are. Yeah. And the community to worry if they're going to be able to provide a living for their families or be yeah. safe to even yeah. go out. 
Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So even now, it just I get a pit in my stomach. But that's where we have to remind ourselves that we have good and educated people. Mm-hmm. And the more that we can be vocal and visible, yes, then that's going to change the world. And as far as internal homophobia, I can't imagine what that's like. Mm-hmm. But I do in- encourage the community, the more you know about yourself, yes. your history, your uh, what scripture really says about mm-hmm. you, the more you know about your gender identity and sexual orientation, the more at peace you're going to be right. with yourself. Yeah. And that's going to prepare you with an answer, even if it's just to yourself. So mm-hmm. when those fiery arrows come your way mm-hmm. and they do, and they will, mm-hmm. you can say, that's the power of fear and ignorance. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you consider where your parents grew up and what they had access to. We yep. didn't learn about the Stonewall Inn in high school. No, Mm-mm. I had no idea about a little gay bar in New York city. Yep. Nope. Not a clue. Nope. Me either. Nope. Or about, you know, the two-spirit community. So that's the power of fear and ignorance. Mm-hmm. Know it for what it yep. is. Yep. Yep. I-, I love that you said that because you're right. And I think that's the only reason that, that some of us make it through is that we start questioning and we, mm-hmm. we keep digging and we keep digging. Um, and I've had lots of, uh, lots of people go through those clobber verses. And, and sometimes I have to ask again, okay, so tell me again, what does that word? <laughs> tell me one more time. <laughs> Maybe this yeah. time it'll stick. Well, there's some great resources, you know, yeah. there's just, yeah. and I'll send them to you. And that oh, way, if you do. have any list, or you probably have a whole. No, please send them. yourself. No, 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 please I'll send them because I got stuff. And if it, and if it duplicates, I'll, I'll uh, at least have it, but I'm sure you've got. Well, stuff. I'll send it because, you know, yeah. so often after something, when we were able to share like this, people say, you know, where's the resource, even that private online Facebook group I was talking yeah. to you about, we'll have information about that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the, that's, that's the ammunition. That's yeah. what will equip you with an answer. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So, um, so what, when, when you knew that you were coming today, what was, what was the one thing, the one message that you wanted to get across? I have a final question that I always ask people, but, um, but what, what is something that you thought, I really want to get this across. This is the thing that I need to say. What do you, what is it that you want to make what sure you say? I would hope that, I would get across from our time together is that you are loved, Mm. you are beautiful, you are worthy, and I'm celebrating you and I'm cheering you on with everything that you set your heart and your mind to. And I'm so glad that you survived. And now you have a beautiful family. Mm. And I just want you to know that, that you have a whole bunch of people rooting for you and cheering you on and loving you. And I'm talking to you, Mitch. Oh, well, thank you because I was feeling, and I wanted to say that um, I really someday may have to do this live video because the compassion in your eyes was so heartfelt that it wasn't just words. And I can tell because I have this bullshit meter. Ooh, I might have to make this explicit (laughs) now, but I, (laughs) it's really big. And I can tell when someone's being authentic and when they're not being authentic. And so I, what gets me right in the gut is when I think you spent 30 years, I mean, we didn't even dwell on that, but that you spent 30 years mm-hmm. and now you're dealing with the internal stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. that just, my heart just breaks mm-hmm. for that. That's 30 mm-hmm. years of your life. I know it really and, ticks me off sometimes. 
It, it yeah. yeah, it just breaks my heart. And when yeah. I think about how you must have been, like I think of my own son alone in his room, searching mm-hmm. the matter out. And I have on my Facebook, there's no one who has searched God, the heart of God, or themselves more than the gay Christian mm-hmm. or their mother. See? Yeah. And yeah. it's true. It's true. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. So thank you for that. And, and I wish someone, I, I wish others could have seen that uh, being directed to them as well. Oh. So, um, you know, the, the reason that I wanted you on the show was because your devotion to our community and how you've shown up and how you've created a movement uh, that may have pre-existed you, but it, you know, you you have furthered the movement in your own special way, and because of that, lives have been saved. And I want people to know that it is it is not other gay people necessarily; it is the allies that are holding us up, because we we people in the lgbtqia plus uh letter mafia (laughs) alphabet oh it was alphabet mafia that's what what she called it the (laughs) alphabet mafia (laughs) my friend um you know we we waffle sometimes but but the trunk of our tree are the allies that are letting us now spread our branches and fly because you guys have hold of us and that is beautiful that is what sustains us when we're you know being treated wrongly by government or by the community is that we still have those little mama bears in all these places where we feel most threatened and we appreciate you i appreciate you um thank you and so my final question you so eloquently answered even early um that was what message were you would you give us about those you know damning scriptures and that's what you're saying is that they're not real that how they've been interpreted how people have uh preached them down our throats and misinterpreted them um they're not real and they don't say that we're going to hell and they don't say that there's something wrong with us and um there's lots of places to get get the truth about that and we mm-hmm. just have to be brave enough to lean in and not be afraid to believe it you know that was the other yes. thing is that that what if factor of well yeah yeah that sounds really good the way you interpret it and i remember my mom saying well of course they're going to tell you that if they're gay you know yeah. <laughs> oh well, you're going to a gay yeah. preacher well of course they're going to say it's okay to be gay if it's a gay preacher mm-hmm. but um you know our church did not question scripture it was the inspired word of god and you read it off the black and white mm-hmm. page mm-hmm. and they don't think about who translated yeah. it and who they translated it for. They don't think mm-hmm. about context and timing and all of that. But um, I love yeah, what you said. A, gotta search it. Yes, there's a scholar, uh, but even to that degree, I'm not a scholar or a theologian, but there are scholars and mm-hmm. theologians who have just, you know, dived into this mm-hmm. and they're proving that it, the scripture has been misinterpreted misused and misunderstood even with the very best of intentions yes if you haven't heard of the uh, kathy baldock and her work walking the bridges canyon they're coming out with a film that will debunk everything and she said it once and i love it she says sarah we have been duped Mm. and guess what midge when you see it in this arena then you see it everywhere everywhere And it changes everything. And all of that is coming to the surface. All of that is being revealed. And um, there's no more shame. 
and there's no more uh, that it carries no foundation at all that that um, the scripture misused misinterpreted um, I mean misinterpreted is the key because mm-hmm. you have to consider when it was written who mm-hmm. they were speaking to and mm-hmm. I'm preaching to the choir now I know but mm-hmm. it's but not yeah. necessarily about questioning scripture mm-hmm. it's about um searching it out mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i believe in the scripture too mm-hmm. i believe in the gospel i believe in the power of the holy spirit mm-hmm. but we also have history and science and evidence and testimonies mm-hmm. and fruit the fruit of the spirit is love god yeah. is love yep yep yeah. amen amen my friend amen Amen, my friend. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much, Mitch. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I wish you lived. I wish we lived closer. And and you're you're not in North Carolina, are you? No, I'm not. I'm in Oklahoma City, smack well, dab in the middle. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> well. <laughs> that's just. Well, I amazing. do love being from Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, well, conversion therapy is still legal, sought out, and paid for not far from where I live. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's a whole nother story. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so grateful for the people who are coming on and telling that conver- conversion horror stories. So. Oh, yes, anyway, yes. so thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And, um, and thank you for honoring your faith journey story, because even though you're not gay, you've gone through a faith journey story and you came out the other side mm-hmm. and you're stronger for it. And you're more open and loving, um, probably than you've ever felt in your life. So, and more yes, authentic probably. So I want to thank you. I believe you're right. Yep. So thank you. And I want to All thank right, well, my thank listeners. You, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you and listeners. I'll, yeah. And thank you <laughs> listeners for coming back each week, supporting and sharing and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to see more information and links uh, to connect with Sarah, I will have those available on our podcast cast show page at empoweredmidge.podbean.com. And if you are questioning whether you can be gay and be in relationship with God, if you are authentically gay, God has always been with you. Even when you didn't know it, you have always been gay with God. Thank you, everybody. Mm -hmm. See you next week. Stay tuned to see how you can join the Gay With God community and check out our Facebook group online on Facebook called Gay With God. Surprise. Yeah, it's called Gay With God. Y'all take care. See you next week. I want to invite you to become a part of the Gay With God community. How can you do that? Stay connected by messaging me your thoughts and comments in the comment section under the downloads of the show on the Gay With God show page. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen and share, share, share so we can increase our community outreach and be a light to those who are struggling to claim their faith. Consider being a sponsor so I can highlight your service in our community. We are all worthy of respect and a relationship with the God of our understanding. I want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Together, we as a community will keep this show visible and our community stronger. Deep gratitude to my friend Tim McClendon of Tim McClendon Music for allowing me to use an excerpt from Interlude 4, a song found on his CD entitled Sundance.